0: Hi, folks, and thanks for listening to this Check podcast. This is the conversation that took place yesterday evening with Dr. Raheel, who many of you will have already seen, is the tenant who was at the front door when his landlord approached with an electric saw and tried to force entry to carry out an illegal eviction. This is the first time Dr. Rahil had spoken uh, hours after the incident, and he was joined by his colleagues, Dr. Nika, Dr. Dr. Wakaz, Dr. Niazzi. Uh, we had a great conversation in relation to the, the events we all witnessed on that video, the events of the couple of weeks leading up to it, and the reaction of the Guardi locally to uh, Dr. Ahil and, and his family. Uh, please give it a listen i would also ask you, if you can, if you're listening, to try and support this platform. We are totally independent. No ads, no sponsors. We rely on you listeners to keep the mics on and the conversations like the one you're about to hear happen. How you do that is you click the link that's in the podcast. It says patreon.com forward slash tortoise It's the price of a fancy cup of coffee to you, but it literally is bills paid for us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. And thank you to Dr. Lika for um, setting this up yesterday at such short notice. I won't delay in further. Enjoy the
1: podcast. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber Podcast. My name is Tony Groves and... Folks, there are several things that we've covered over a number of years that, that disappoint me. And everybody says, you know, I, I love my country and I do. I love Ireland and I, I, I've always loved my country, but it disappoints me several times. And there was one campaign that we were involved in, if you might recall, on the on the fast track for Stamp 4 uh, for, for, for frontline workers. And it was successful and it was, while it was a proud moment, while it was successful, it was also awful that we had to have that battle for people who were on the front line during the during the pandemic and helping keep our health service afloat. And then I see a video that I saw today and it was posted by a friend of the podcast. Um, Do- Dr. Liga O'Rakman had posted it and I decided that I'd reach out to to, to the doctor to find out what was gone on. And in it, a... A man is seen at a front door with a with a bloody <laughs> with a saw, effectively an electric saw, trying to cut through a door of someone else's, uh, and telling him basically that I'd split you. And I, when I reached out to the doc, he told me, "Well, it's actually a colleague of his, Doctor Mohammed Raheel, and uh, that that Raheel was still shook by it, but was willing to speak to me." So I thought we must have some of that conversation because. This for me, when I heard that the Gardaí had done nothing, is a criminal matter and something we need to talk about. So first of all, thank you, um, uh, everybody for joining me and, but Mohammed, if I could come to you first, yeah, can you explain to listeners what took place at your front door with your landlord?
2: Yeah, so, uh, this is my sixth year in Thailand I'm here from like six years, uh, This apartment, I'm living from last uh, three years and nine months. Uh, From last August, uh, I'm just paying rent to my uh, uh, landlord. And it's just bouncing back. I had no idea why it was bouncing back. I tried to call him, but he was not here. His number was off. I think he was in New Zealand with his son. And just two weeks ago, he came to my door and uh, not alone, not asking for any explanation. He came with a locksmith and I was in the hospital in Operation Theater and my wife called me that someone is breaking at the door. I left the hospital, told my boss that I'll be, uh, I have to go in emergency someone is breaking at my door. I called the garda while I was on my way to home. Huh? And uh, when I came here, the locksmith was just drilling the door with the drill machine. My wife and my two daughters, one is three years and one is one and a half years, they were shocked, they were traumatized, they were inside the house. And when the locksmith saw them, he was very ashamed. And uh, the landlord actually lied to him that uh, no one is at the bomb. So uh, he was just breaking the door because he thought no one at all. And um, anyways, the uh, long story short is uh, the guard came and uh, uh, everything was uh, um, like, the it was addressed properly and uh, the landlord left and... Uh, my solicitor told me that not to pay him rent, and he's going to sue me. Sue me for this harassment today. But luckily, I I was at home. Mm. Just two weeks two weeks from that.
1: You were yeah. you were you were at home today. Two weeks later, can I ask in those in those two weeks between now and then, had you received an eviction notice or a notice to quit letter?
2: No, I haven't received anything in the post or on my emails
1: so, 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 first of all, again, I want to be I stra- just I'm sorry to be so procedural on this, but there was no procedures met in terms of the notification of of a, of of an attempted eviction or or a notice to quit for you and your family you and your your wife and two
2: children no they were okay.
1: and then two and then two weeks later, after he attempted to have the locks changed on your home, he showed That's up crazy. today. What time was this at today?
2: No, this was um 20 minutes
1: past one o'clock. Okay. And, and, and he's there at 20 past one today. And there was, there was an altercation before, I believe uh, the video that I've seen that it, it, that wasn't the first time that you had interacted with him today. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's correct.
1: And what was, what was said the first time he, he, he tried to to tell you, you had to get out.
2: Oh yeah, so he started with this, that you are not paying the rent and uh, he was shouting at me and I said, oh, there must be some misunderstanding. I am paying the rent. I can show you in my bank app, like I've been paying rent, but it's bouncing back. He said, I have changed the accounts and I said, if you have changed the accounts, who will inform me? Uh, Someone has to inform me. I was trying to contact you and you disappeared for six months and now you're coming here. And he said, you Pakistani bastard, get out of my apartment. And he started yelling at me, and then um, I just brought out my camera because I said, "Now you are abusive, so I have to record everything." So after that, I made a video. It's another video for three minutes in which the locksmith he mm, accepted that uh, the landlord lied to him. Mm. Today, luckily, I was at home. Like it's it's like something which uh, has never happened. But what I think is he has planned this. He never walked with the crutches even when he was. Uh, Using the saw machine, uh, there was no use of crutches. He was doing it; you can see it in the video. Mm. So he came with the crutches. He had a charged machine without a cable, and he selected Monday when he knows that he, he had uh, an elect He had an electric saw. Yeah, electric like, saw. Uh, and uh, and in the video, it's very clear. He moves it towards you. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I opened the door. He was uh, like, you can see it in the video. So he started with. Uh, like, you know, the religious book Quran, he started that I am going to burn the Quran in front of your house. And then he started telling me that I have to send you to Muhammad, like he's going to kill me. And then he started drilling the machine, and I said, Call, call the guards. Hmm. Um, I didn't do anything because I, have, I know my limits. But I he love was. God.
1: I am sorry to cut across and I know it was a a traumatic event and I know if as a father and you're, you know that your wife and children are there, it it was a traumatic event, but I also need, I need to, I need to push you to, uh, to ask, um, Inside then, inside the house then, what was the reaction afterwards and then how did the Guardi themselves, you, oh, yeah. obviously you went to the Guardi, how did they react?
2: That was the most shocking part, like uh, I really like Ireland, uh, I'm staying here for six years and uh, I really love Guardi. like uh, today the my opinion has changed or so like it will not change back to normal now, so two guards came, they came first of all very late, they just live like i live just behind the garda station first thing which shocked me was uh when i called them that someone is breaking at my door the response they should be like uh, okay we are going to send help or stay inside or lock the door or the response was oh you live in apartment 11 yeah he was here and he told us that you owe him money and i was like i don't know what you guys are talking about did he take permission from you to break my door how you guys are going to come to help me out? Like he's yeah. uh, literally cutting at the door. But
1: but, 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 but I, I, I hate to be that guy. But even
2: if you did owe him money, you
1: don't, you cannot come at someone with a saw. Like you just cannot do that. And it's clear on the
2: video. Um, Look, we are. I... And he called for the help. And this is the response they give you. And when they came into my house, I was making a video. As a member of the society, I'm allowed legally to make a video. Yes. And he mm-hmm. was so mad at me. And he just started asking me, have you given, them, have you given him the rent? How much do you owe him? I said, I owe him 34,000, 34 to 3600 euros. That's a huge amount of money. When are you going to pay? Are you going to pay him today? I said, no, I'm not going to pay because my solicitor uh, advised me not to pay anything because he's taking it, this into legal matter. Okay, then they moved out of the house. They walked towards him. They talked to him for five minutes. And after that, Rather to coming back to me, telling me everything is okay or what's the next step. They just left. And they sat in their car and they left. And then uh, the landlord also walked to the main street. And after that, I went to the Garda station. Uh, that's a, like hopeless situation. I I was sitting outside the Garda station thinking about 30 minutes. I was thinking, what should I do? What What's going on like since morning? Then I went inside and a guy came to me. And I told him, uh, uh, officer, I need to report something. I want to show you something. Uh, someone has attacked me. And he was like, oh, yeah, you you live there, right? You live in the apartment. I don't know. Those two officers, he named them. And he said, uh, they are not here. They'll be here in one hour. And I was like, uh, and he said, it's a civil uh, case. Not, uh, I cannot help you. I said, officer, listen to me. I want to show you a video of something like someone is trying to cut my face with the saw chain machine. It's not a civil case, it's a criminal case. And he said, Anything else I can do for you? And I was like, I'm telling you to see this video and uh, just write a report or something like someone, he might come back. Okay, I can't help you. And he just walked away on my face. Like, but, I was so, so
1: saying, I, 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 again, I'm sorry, but he, also, so what you're saying is you made a report to the Guardian and they never actually took a statement.
2: They never even took any action. Statement is like, I don't know. No, but they
1: they didn't sit you down. They didn't ask you to write down all the, I didn't, and you never signed anything before you, 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 you left the station. You never signed anything to say that you'd made a statement. No.
2: No, there's nothing, and it. it must be there in the cameras or the videos or the.
1: Police. Of course it, of course it is. But my point being is that if you present and you say I want to report a crime, you would uh, you would imagine the guardie's job is to take a statement for you for the nature of the crime and then you know document it. So so, uh, whether or not, again going back to the, the whether or not uh, you owe the man money, you were reporting a crime. So this is the this is this is really crucial. Now I am also joined on on the line by. By several other members of the community and, and do- doctors, of have Doctor wakaz uh, Doctor Liko Irachman, who you know, and then Hasib Niazi has joined us as well. These are neighbors and friends of Muhammad, and um, maybe if I can go to you first, uh, Wakaz, you're a neighbor uh, of of Muhammad's, and what was your experience, and how does how does the how did you you and your family react to seeing the
3: events that that unfolded today? Thank you very much, dear. Uh, I actually was at work at that time. I was in operation theater. My family and kids were playing outside actually with the with my wife. I have two very small kids, almost same age like uh, Rahil's kids, three and a half and two and a half. And you know there was a certain kind of big noise of some screech and shouting, and something like that. My wife just she just appeared uh, and uh, brought the babies back home. And she was so fierce. She called me that someone is happening out there and somebody is shouting these kind of words like he's going to cut this and he's going to buy this. And uh, she she have not seen exactly face because it was on the other side of the wall, you know, like uh, on the north side. And she was on the uh, western side of the flat. Uh, but she just put the kids inside, called me. And when I came back and I, on my way, I see I've seen this video from it, and it was really shocking, like someone is. Uh, you have your wife in the home and two, two and two and a half years old, small baby and one and a half year old baby and someone is cutting the house with the saw and like, was really, really very disturbing for me because we feel like it's as a, as a developed society and everybody has a right to stay safe, and not to do anything bad. We, we have a law here. Like if has somebody has some problem with someone, he can deal with the law, he can call the guards, he can just uh, file a case against someone. But attacking someone with a chainsaw and cutting the door he literally has cut the door i've seen it like mm-hmm. he has made two cuts and he was he, he knew that raheel was inside and he holding the handle like he it's luckily he survived and he attacked on the face as well that's really disturbing and like the whole life my wife was like crying after while watching that video I'm um, i'm really sorry to see this this is the first time i'm seeing this bad like behavior but it was, it was, it
1: was. There was racist um, and xenophobic and and Islamophobic language used, and
3: Islamic, uh, Islamophobic threats used. Yes, you you know, no, no doubt in that. We can see, we can hear that very clearly. That's not a, like something big that we cannot understand. Uh, I I see. We definitely Islamophobic comments were there, xenophobic comments were there. But thing is, uh, there was life threats. I think those mm. should. Be- at first. Like of are, course. Of course. I just I just want to make I, it clear, though, that, that yeah. for, for people
1: listening that, they, that, they, that this was, I mean, you can watch the video with your own eyes. It's shocking.
3: But, you know, so we, are, so already, go it, ahead. we are here, we, most of the doctors who live here in these apartments, we work around 24-7 around the clock. We have different rotas and most of the time families are alone back home. And this is really disturbing for us, you know, like we. There is a big question on safety of our families here by this action. If we will not be penalized for this, I think I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I and and Asib,
1: if I could ask ask you then, because you know, I mean, this is this is again. I suppose Wakasa's put it in a way that this is your community. This is your this is what this is your um, your base. This is where you come home to, and and then you see that, and you're going. You're in. You're in. You're in. The, you're in the hospitals. You're in your surgeries. You're working with with patients. And then you feel that your families aren't safe back home. How how did you react to this?
4: Uh well, honestly, you know, you get a person like this every now and then. I and mean, we have seen year people in our lifetime, like, whether in the hospitals or real life. My the biggest disappointment was the response of the guardian who the way then you feel well, this is a system failure you have, like no one's really backing you. And then it's basically a law of the jungle. And then, you do, no matter how hard you try, you do get the feeling that it's more like uh, them and us, and the Guardi are a bit racist here as well. You know, that's the sad part of it. Well, 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 Actually, it's funny. We there is a institutional report into the
1: Guardi that, and it's not funny, but it's true that this report in says that the Guardian have been institutionally racist and that they have to tackle their institutional racism. My fear here is that this was this was an illegal eviction attempt that that could have been potentially very, very dangerous. Was very dangerous. It could have been potentially, you know, uh Rahil, you could have suffered a, a great injury if something had happened with a bloody electric saw. And and you're telling and you used to tell me that you've children playing in the area.
4: Yeah, yeah, and I would just like to add something like as doctors, landlords, they love to find us as tenants because they know we always pay the rent on time, move on time. And uh, I mean, the same case, you must have asked everybody that uh, wherever we go, once even once I move the house, the landlord asked me, do you have any chronic doctor coming to this town? Because they would be very happy. to me. So, I mean, I'm sure right has the same history as well. he has been paying rent on time. I mean. This was the same landlord for nearly three years, so yeah. if there was some dispute, it it could have been handled better. But this
1: was not the best way. And and Hasib, do you mind me asking how long you you've been in Ireland?
4: Well, uh, I would be six years come July.
1: Okay, so you're six years, and 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 this is, is you've obviously you've, you've said you've encountered kind of you know the occasional racist, the occasional comment, but and <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, I, I understand, but I just we like did but nothing on this level. This yes, is Yes, I
4: mean every now and then I mean you do get individual people like this and you say, Well, that's their personal opinion. Mm. But when institution discriminates against you, that's depressing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to go to our 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 uh the, our friend, Doctor Liga Urachman who has been on the pod a few times before and has kindly put this podcast together today. Because because Doctor, you you when you came on the phone to me, you said to me that your your big concern was the message it was sending to members of the of the health service who are trying to do their their jobs and then feeling that they they aren't supported. By the the state, and in this case, by the guardie. Can you can you elaborate on that, if you don't mind?
5: Uh, thank you so much. <clears throat> thank you so much uh, for uh, Tony. Um, a really shameful, awful, and uh, disgraceful. Oh. First of all, I will say, uh, we have have never encountered such a situation before. Uh, with uh, I would say, a murder attempt uh, was made. So, being uh, an active member of the society, when getting hundreds of messages at the moment, and, uh, <clears throat> society is asking me one question, that uh, how the system is going to protect us in future? We need a surety, we need a security, and we are 50% of the Irish health system, and we always relocate with the families, and we are alone here. We don't have a family structure here to protect us. So if uh, a a situation like this happened, which which, which could have happened, you know, to anyone. So how the law is going to protect us in future? Mm -hmm. And this is a big question, serious concern. And uh, I will say that uh, at this moment, uh, things should, uh, you know, like escalate in a matter that we are given a surety to all of the immigrants, especially the doctors community, that uh, we will be protected and we will be provided, uh, you know, the support and the help in future if anything happens like this.
1: But well, see, again, everybody should be treated equally under the law. Uh, but this is clearly, you. some of the, from, based on the video and, and what we've seen, this wasn't just—I know you said that there was attempted violence, there was a, a forced, a, attempted fa- false, illegal eviction, but there was also the, the system whereby when you, when, when, when you leave, you go to work, you do your job, and then you feel back, back home. Your family don't see, feel safe, and you and you've always made the point that you know you take uh, our uh, our immigrant um, workers out of our health service. We don't have a health service, so you know what would you be calling on the on the Guardi to do? You know it, it, immediately now. How how can the Guardi make make steps to show that this was you know this was a mistake and that they can they can take steps to correct that
5: uh i will definitely advise and uh, uh, from my community the message i'm getting the guard i should act promptly and get this person uh you know uh into the custody and uh, because uh this person has made a statement in a full video which we haven't shared uh that uh, that same thing can happen overnight or by tomorrow and if something happened and it's a life danger to the family of doctor so, we, all, we really want this person to be in the custody of the Gardai uh, so that uh, Raheel and his family could feel more safe in this country.
1: I, I don't think that's much to ask in terms of wanting people to feel safe at home. I, I, I'm conscious of time. I know, guys, we said we'd do 10 minutes and we've already done nearly, nearly 25, but Raheel, if I could come back to you. I want to say, first of all, uh, I'm sorry that this happened to you and your family. I want to, it's, it's not right that that happened. And I feel, I feel ashamed of, of, of it happening in, in what I think the the country of my birth and I, you know, and I, and I'm, I'm surrounded by, by my doctors here in front of me who are helping keep our system going. So, you know, thank you to all of you for the work that you're doing, but Raheel, can I ask you on a personal level, how. Are you and how is your wife and children uh, outside of this? How how do you feel now t- tonight as you as you try to um go and have a cup of tea or whatever it is and try and and try and and try and get back to some sort of normality? So
2: well, this all happened twenty minutes past one o'clock, yeah, and it's uh, almost quarter to quarter past seven. So first time in the last six hours, somebody asked me how I am or my family is. I have contacted Gardi, I have contacted the management of this society, I have contacted solicitors. Many of them, I'm fine, um, there's nothing we can do, there's nothing much I can do. I'll be fine, uh, most likely I'll be taking off from the hospital, staying at home till I find the place, because I don't feel safe uh, leaving the children and uh, wife alone at home. And uh, yeah, they should apologize, this is not the way to treat the uh, You know, member of the society. Uh, They are responsible for the safety of the people, of the community. But the way they responded, it's uh, shocking. Uh, Otherwise, I'm fine. Uh, There is nothing much we can do. So, yeah, we're not fine.
1: Well, I, I I can see that you are surrounded by at least your friends have shown real solidarity here this evening, and and I, I think that's you know that's very clear based on just the people that was that are here. So so thank you for that, and yeah. there will and and there will be questions raised following this conversation. I can promise you that we will be raising questions and in in in, the, in in the situation where is that. Listen, folks, oh, we are going to leave it there. Um, I just think so much um that we do in the in this country is that we talk about you know the Cade, Mila falcha, but we need to understand that um that, that that everybody's equal under the law and everybody deserves if to be treated equally. And uh, you know, and this is this is not not a great look for Angarda Regardless of, you know, as I said, whatever people's motivations are, we're we all deserve the protections under the law. So thank you to uh, Raheel, thank you to Liga, thank you to Hasib, and thank you to Dr. Wakas all for joining me, and thank you for all the work you guys do. I, I, it's it's it is appreciated, even though today is a more troubling day than normal. Um, we will be back soon, folks. We are covering a uh, conversation with the 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 INTO the, the teachers union on it on a on a, se- on a separate um, related incident. So we're always busy here, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will talk to you all very very soon. Take care.
2: Bye bye. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Tony and Martin, Martin and Tony, speaking to
4: interesting people only. It's the Echo Chamber Podcast. Subscribe now on Patreon.